I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Play Retro. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Retro22 and use the code Retro22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. Another beautiful day in the magical kingdom of Hyrule, boring place. I used to roam the world, fighting monsters and sleeping in mud. A hero's life. Now look at me, living in a castle, sleeping in a bed. Aren't I sweet? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> was that Link? That was Link. Dark-haired oh. Link. Cartoon Link. such a dink. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Play Retro. Just for the record, that's from the cartoon that they used to have during the Super Show, the oh, Mario Super Show. I knew that. I was like, that doesn't sound like a commercial, but it does sound familiar. So, okay. Yeah, so from very weird. Show, I get you. It's very, very weird. And they're all on YouTube. Legend and I kind of Zelda. recommend it. But they're, the reason I didn't play a commercial for some of the stuff we are going to talk about is part of the problem with what we're going to talk about. <laughs> they didn't advertise this shit. It. So anyway, we'll get a commercial to for half of these games. That's right. Uh, welcome to Play Retro, everybody. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and we might have a Sonic the Hedgehog game, and I just have this question. How come we never had any good Zelda RPGs? Oh, wait, we did. Well, how about you, uh, or how come you never heard of those? Well, mm. <laughs> why is it you will hear about them today? Well, because we have a bunch of questions. Too many questions. I should swipe <laughs> my sword on bushes and get more gold now. Oh, yes. Uh, swipe it up. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. And hey, hey, pay attention. It is treacherous to embark alone. Receive this and travel to the lands of Sega Mega RPGs. And don't tell Nintendo. It's a secret to everybody. Oh, well, excuse me, princess. If I like a little action in my RPG. Why do monsters suddenly appear every time you are near? Aliens. Yeah, that's that's the only way I can explain that. That was Aliens. No, we're not talking about aliens today. We're going to talk about Nintendo and Sega, and specifically Sega's attempt to create the Zelda phenomenon within their own walls Mm -hmm. to make a good either copy or a better version or something to compete 
with the juggernaut that was the Zelda franchise, and they never quite pulled it off. They came close a couple of times. I'd, I'd argue one of them would have nailed it if they would have given a shit about promoting it. Uh, yeah. But they didn't. So we're going to talk about that, what all went down there, and some of those games in particular, so you guys might want to check those out. Before we do, though, a few things to talk about. I am uh, making big progress on my playthrough of the Minish Cap, speaking of Zelda, Legend of no. Zelda Minish Cap. This is the thing I started playing again once I got the new or got the Steam Deck back from repair and reloaded everything. Problem is I didn't have a old save or my old save. And uh, so I started over. Good news is I'm past where I was with that save. So it's as if it never left. A lot Aww. of waste of time, though. Um, no, is it wasted though? You got to no, revisit that game's all great. those beloved areas. Yeah, you're not wrong. That game's great. There is nothing yeah. wrong with Diminish Cap. It's one of my favorite Zelda games. It might be like number Wait, two. Wait, is it Diminish Cap or Minish Cap? The Minish Cap. Oh, so he's not his his cap is not diminishing. Like no, no. he he wears a hat sh- that makes him up. makes him mini. Is what happens. Oh, oh, so he's mini. He's mini ish. Yeah, he's mini ish. And the, oh, cap, okay. and the cap uh, talks. It's like a hat that has like a voice and stuff, or doesn't use real words. Wait, but. that's what they did with the uh, the Super Mario thing on the on the Wii, didn't they? Isn't that the whole gimmick? No, that's uh, you think. Well, uh, the Switch. You mean the new Odyssey has the hat? Switch. Yeah. What yeah. did I say? Well, he you said uh, you said Wii, but that's okay. <laughs> You'd be forgiven because Nintendo's weird. But here's the thing: uh, that game, honestly, okay. My two favorite Zelda games in the world are. Oh. Uh, Wind Waker, number one. Oh, so good. And then this game on the mm-hmm. GBA, the game, the game Boy Advance. I love this game. And not, and not Link to the Past then? N- no, I, I like Link to the Past. All of those are great. There's nothing wrong with every other Zelda game except maybe, I don't like Majora's Mask at all. I don't like the time the time interesting. mechanism yeah. in that game. Um, and I really, really like Breath of the Wild except for the breaking weapons crap and it, may, it knocks it down a few pegs oh, as a result. Oh, just wait until you hear about one of our games this week. Oh, no. Great. Can't wait to play that one. But anyway, that's going good. And uh, I also finally got play or uh, Retro Arts to play nice with some of my new setup stuff that I'm trying to do here. Um, Brian and I pre-show, we're trying to figure out how to do some multiplayer on there. We're still going to work on that. And now my goal, I have a goal. <clears throat> my January before January's over goal is to figure out the best way. I know there are ways, but I want to figure out the best way to sync my saves between the Steam Deck and its retro arch saves and my desktop retro arch so I can just have those at the ready cloud saved anytime I need them. And some of you might say, well, you just do it with the Linux thing and the Dropbox here and the doodah there. I know. I know there are ways, but I'm going to explore this and figure it out on my own, Brian. No, you're gonna. Oh, you're gonna do it yourself. Oh, you're just gonna. You're like screw you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna do my own. I'm gonna figure it out on my own, and then I'm gonna tell other people what I did, and then they're either gonna laugh at me and say you went way too far and hard to get that done. (laughs) They're all gonna laugh at you, or (laughs) or they're gonna be impressed with my ingenuity. So I think you're gonna do it. I think you're gonna figure out a way, and it's not gonna require some weird ass website that uh, that Bombie's gonna write for us. Right. Yeah, we can't have Bombats write everything to fix all our problems, you know? Right. However, if he did, I'm just saying. Actually, you know what? Bombats, if you're hearing this and you do that, <laughs> you've got a way to sync my saves between my Steam Deck. chat room bomby who's going, what? No. What the what? No. No. Yeah. No. You figure that out. I'll, fi- uh, that's, I'll go your way. Okay? <laughs> I'll go your way and no one will laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. No, they mean me, not you. That's right. Uh, 
Anyway, what have you been up to? You've been up to some stuff. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I've got my 3D printer. Not to bore everybody with my 3D printing stuff, but hey, look what I did. I printed, uh, I, I wanted, I got some, uh, I got some Game Boy games, a lot of Pokemon Game Boy games. Oh, look at that. And uh, they were just all, I don't have any cases for them. They, they were just all laying around in a box, and I didn't care for that. So I took my 3D printer and made use of what I said I was going to do with my 3D printer, which is to make some storage cases and some display cases for that this is a game boy 3d print i downloaded off uh thingiverse uh and it just says game boy on the front of it. it's a little it's, it's that kind of that game boy gray that i kind of had mm-hmm. uh sitting in my filaments and sure. it's got a nice big old game boy in the front of it and i printed up four of them so i got close to 40 uh game boy games and now i have nice little displays that i can put and you can see them back there on top of my crt sitting there waiting for me to print out a stand freaking for 40 of those boy. my gosh that's a lot 40 is a lot isn't it 40 is a lot and is it but this this stack alone is like all, almost 10 pokemon games just just by wow. itself are some duplicates is that not crazy There's some of those that's dupe, crazy some of those are dupes i assume because they, they're they didn't uh, have that only many. one dupe on my pokemon and i think i have one dupe on my uh legend of zelda ages and we'll see if we can get mm. uh one of those to scott is what i'm hoping i can Ooh, do fancy oh yes I also, I've been printing well. up some other stuff too. I oh, printed yeah. this up today. It's a little Sega, it's a Sega controller stand, which uh, also will uh, amount to the wall. So I can just put my little Sega controllers in there. So I'm I'm getting organized. I'm getting retro organized, baby. I've been downloading all the 3D prints I can find of stuff and getting myself retro organized because it's getting out of hand in here scott it's getting out of hand does that thing do the six button and the three button or just the three button uh it actually does this does the six button and the three button and i've yet to test it with the the minis so you know the minis actually have a controller it's a little bit smaller than the the standard yeah they were the japanese uh size i think because they have they were different over there because we have big yeah. fat hands here in America and over we in Japan. We got big fat hands. But also, something that's happening right now is my arcade, uh, and this is related to what I'm doing, this I got for Christmas. It is Miss Pac-Man, Ooh. and it has it's the My Arcade handheld version. I've showed you my Pac-Man one before, and I requested a Miss Pac-Man, and I got just that. Uh, it also has Mappy and... Sky Kid on it, and these things, in my opinion, out of all the My Arcade stuff, is some of the best. But they recently announced a deal with Atari, and I posted a Pixlink in the uh, in the show notes. And if you click on that, you'll see that they make they're making a little handheld like this. That's supposed to have those fifty classic arcade uh, or fifty classic Atari titles. I don't know if they're going to be the exact same ones that is in that pack, but I am pretty stoked about it so atari announced a new handheld mini arcade and home console in conjunction with my arcade uh and so far i've been fairly impressed uh with with most of their hardware are these 2600 games though because what i need them to be i need these to be the arcade stuff not their freak i hate the 2600 that's a garbage console that that's the question i haven't finished uh haven't finished digging i just saw that earlier today and it's going to be about 40 bucks i believe uh, I think their game station thing console might have. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm just not sure yet. I st- I still got some reading to do, but if it, if if it's as good as these other ones, I'm I'm on board. Okay, I I will keep my eye on that too. I'm interested in all the arcade lineup. I don't want to. I don't care about any of the 
2,600 games or 5,200. Yeah. Or KT Data actually says who went to CES recently in the chat room uh, got to see it at the CES. Oh, were you there? Oh, I didn't know we had our own Kevin there. You you know what? Yeah. Did you just go there on your own for the funsies, Kevin? Because that's rad. The funs. Did you see any of the DTNS people? They were there as well. Um. Yeah. Interesting. I you know I look at that the the handheld. I actually like the look of that a lot, like a whole lot. Yeah, but I can tell they're playing. That's asteroids for the twenty six hundred, and I hate it. Yeah, I yeah. I, like game. I said, it's probably going to be the Atari. 20. I don't know. Uh, this Miss Pac Man is an arcade version. It would, and since if they're doing it officially licensed with Atari, I don't see why not. And right. it's the fiftieth collection, which they <clears throat> kind of merged the two uh, arcade games that they published first, uh, and also the 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 uh, uh, the Atari twenty six hundred and the other Ataris. So I, I think there's a good chance there'll be more than just the 2,600 games on that handheld. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but this Miss Pac-Man that is on the uh, on the My Arcade device is the arcade version. So right, I'm just saying. I am also saying. I'm saying also. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, we want a little shout out to a friend of ours, a uh, fellow podcaster and co-host of various shows with us, either Film Sack or TMS. Take your pick. Uh, Brian Ibbett started making something pretty cool, and I wanted people to be aware of it. Uh, I'm looking at his oh, yes. Etsy page right here. So if you go to coverville3d.etsy.com, he has a whole store. He does a bunch of like 3D printed kyber crystal holders. He does other other cool stuff, articulated uh, monster stuff. He put up a Steam Deck stand today. Yes. Uh, that has the morning. So right now has the morning stream on it uh, with an R in brackets because it looks like steam if you take away the r right get it get it steam deck mm, clever uh clever with the he and i are sort of in relief on the front of it as well anyway if that's interesting to you and you want your own 3d printed stand which will also work with the switch the vita of all things smartphones little tablets whatever mm-hmm. uh this is a pretty rad thing he's making in his 3d printing world there's a couple of shots where it's in the actual uh, dock. Everything there. I learned about 3D, I learned at Ibbett's house first. I, I had to go over his house, but I, I invaded his internet space. And you can get a bunch of colors too, a whole bunch here. Like, uh, yeah. Gosh, how many of those are there? There's all multicolor filaments too, <coughs> which are super sexy. I got one of those. Uh, I got one of those uh, uh, articulated monsters, and he put. He, I think it did it like in a some kind of rainbow sherbet thing. It's piss sweet. Oh yeah, the cool. here I'll show people that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's look like at that purple and bluish and different colors shines through. Yeah. Yeah. I did think it's around. cotton candy or something like that. It's delicious. It's, I tasted it. You just want to lick it. Like I just want to lick it. Yeah. Looking at it right now, want to lick it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh recommend going checking that out. That's over at coverville3d.etsy.com if you are so inclined. Okay. Now time for this. Shall we play a game? Indeed we shall. We're going to talk about a few tootin'. games. A few games really. Oh, I'm on the alien page. Why am I over there again? Alien. I don't know. We that. did that last week. That was a cool episode, but we don't need to do it again. Hey, Govelius, the Valley of Doom. Have you heard of it? Have you heard? I of- had not until last week, but Govelius, the Valley of Doom. Have you heard of Masters. Golden Axe Warrior or Beyond Oasis or Crusader of Senti? Are all of these names unusually weird and strange to you? Well, that might be because back when Sega was making these to take uh, Zelda games head on, they were terrible at marketing them, <laughs> and they none of them really ended up sticking. Although people have some fond feelings about them, but if you were a Sega only household. You didn't have Zelda games, so yeah. you had to take what's what you know third parties and Sega would do for you. And it turns out they tried a few times, 
And then they yeah. just kind of petered out a few times. They that I learned this past week they had a whole initiative. I didn't realize this. Now uh, the they're, they they were uh, fighting Nintendo. Sega was fighting Nintendo in Japan, especially because Nintendo was killing it with the RPGs. Yeah. Uh, not as much here in the U.S., but they were, we did pretty good here in the U.S. Uh, so Sega started an initiative called um, Mega RPG, where they were going to where they were going to uh, publish seven RPG titles, and they were going to market it heavily for about a year and see what came out. And we're going to talk about a few of those games that came out of that. Yep. Today. Let's start with uh, Govelius, The Valley of Doom, came out in 1987, and it sounded like this. As you might imagine, sounds like a sounds like a, a you know an 8-bit ass game, uh, and that's what it is. I tried to play a little bit of this, and I struggled. <laughs> I didn't like this game at all. Partly because the character does this weird thing, and people are watching it on screen right now. They they went for the, the Zelda 2 aesthetic of a 2D scroller. Right. It, uh, it, 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 it goes back and forth. It's got the top down. It's got down. top down, yeah. Some of yeah, it. yeah. But, but, but dungeon, yeah. dungeons are all run like you're, like you're Zelda 2 in it. And then when you're Overworld, yeah. it's very much like a Zelda title. My problem with the Underworld stuff is, he doesn't jump backwards or run backwards. He can only run forwards. Yeah. So when you want to do anything, forward. yeah, he runs back, but without turning to face the other direction. And I find it really disconcerting and annoying uh, that he it's does that. Really but, annoying. I, that was the first thing I had trouble with too. Cause I'm like, Oh no, am I, is my controls broke? Am I, what is going on right now? But yeah, he will not turn about face. And I thought I was like, Oh, Maybe they just didn't have the space on a sig- on a master system uh, to have a sprite character face the other direction and double the animation or whatever. And I was like, no, that's not it because they do it all over the place. I'm like, what is going on? Why are you, why are you doing that? Yeah, uh, it's very weird. It's but weird. it was an interesting attempt um, at doing what these games are trying to do, which is, I don't know, capture the spirit of Zelda. But really, they didn't do... That I don't think they did enough differently here. Um, and this is obviously early, so we're talking Zelda 1 existed. Uh, like, a, like two years or something like that? Something two like or that. three years but prior to this? Yeah, not very long. Maybe 85 it came out, I think. Yeah. Uh, one thing it does, I think, well, compared to the other, is the graphics are way better. Um, right. It's a better... The overworld stuff is just... Yeah. A, yeah, better looking than 1. 1 is real sparse if you go back and play Zelda 1, but... Uh, and the master to, system had a, a larger color palette uh, yeah. than the NES. The NES was notorious for its very small color palette. Yeah, it's probably what sixteen colors here, as opposed to the eight or no. whatever. Right. Had. I'm not sure if it's sixteen colors, but it certainly feels like. I don't know if they're using some dither technology. I got to go back and learn my stuff about my master system. The first true console I ever owned was a was a master system. And uh, what's the master I, I system? Let's see, master system resolution. I'm trying to do a little math two, here. What, in my 240 head. or something? It's a like 240 that. by like one something. Hold on. It's probably. Uh, here guess. it is. Okay. It is not telling me. That's fantastic. It's not going to tell me. It's not going to share. It's just a mystery. Uh, hold on. Res- I want to do a deep dive on the Master System, though, because I, like I said, that was my first console. And when I had it, I knew nothing about game systems. I knew it was my first experience other than the Atari Pong, which was just a little black box with pong on it <laughs> oh i found it sorry 256 by 192 okay okay uh, here in the states okay, a yeah. little bit different on the pal systems but roughly the same so what i was trying to do is figure out the math here 256 by one or sorry 256 by 192 
how many Master System screens, full screens of right. Master System going on, could you right. fit in a modern 4K television display? Oh, 4K. Oh, well, that's a lot. That's a bigger number. I'm sure we could do the math really quick. What is it? Uh, not 100. Let's see. How many lines? How many <laughs> lines resolution is true 4K? It's not real 4K. It's like three. It's something weird. It is Whenever weird. It's a weird it, so number. Like, but if let's say it was exactly 4,000 pixels wide. Uh, and well, you, d- d- deep, right? Because it's 1080 is number of lines up and down. Right. right? And then the 4K. So we, we measure it by number of scan lines, not by width. Right? Oh, I thought it was straight that pixels the now. Aspect ratio. I thought it was straight was pixels that? now. Isn't it just straight pixels? Are they still doing scan lines? Mm, I don't think so. But what do I know? Well, I'm no expert on that. All right. Let's just do this. Let's say it's 4,000. Okay. You have 4,000 pixels diagonal or however you're going to do it. You divide right. that by 256. You can fit 15.62 uh, separate screens of whatever's going on on your master system on that giant screen. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and you would have to get very close to see each one of those tiny little screens of Govellus, the Valley of Doom. Yep, yep. And, yeah. and every time you had to go, oh, what a weird game. Uh, <laughs> instead of like, you know, almost all these games have like, the wise person you have to visit and kind of consult mm-hmm. in and or store owners and that kind of thing. This has a bunch of witches, I'm assuming, old witches in <laughs> in caves yep. that that you that you pop into uh and she's she's got uh she's got different attitudes sometimes sometimes she seems like she wants to help and sometimes she calls you a jerk. She's really weird. Yep, and this is what she's she really says weird. usually. You'll go in there and here's what the girl says. Without gold, thou canst buy needed equipment. <laughs> they decided to make the language of it all biblical, and that drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, well, you know, this is all uh, RPGs originally developed in Japan. We didn't see a, a translation until later. So, uh, yeah, the English translation is always going to be weird on these games. Yeah. And, uh, but I love, I do love, and we're showing on the screen right now, that I love... The characters you fight, uh, Dragon Quest, which we talked about not that long ago, has these really kind of cutesy bad guys that are kind of you know it's, it's in that um, you know that manga style of of uh, anyway. If you've seen Dragon Quest, you you kind of know what I'm talking about those silly cutesy kind of chibi kind of character bad yeah. even the bad guys. All the snakes are hilarious. They got these big you go against snakes. And they got these big giant eyes. They're not intimidating at all, right? They're just they're kind of hilarious, but they're difficult to bait. Yep. And right now we're watching a Yeti toss snowflakes in there. I guess he's the boss. He's <laughs> yeah. the boss. He was the yeah, boss of this gold, particular. He's a gold man. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, gold I max. Don't, I don't know. But he, if you go in there, if you want to play this game, I'm not going to say don't. I'm just going to say we, we have others that are better coming up. All right. Yeah, this was the first one uh, much earlier than most of the rest. 87. Most what we see going forward is going to be early 90s and on. Uh, and it does an okay. Just, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't on. think I'll probably come back to visit this one. I, I did not add it to my must complete list. I love this. This lady, this witch says, Brave, brave warrior. warrior, thou defeated Despa bravely. <laughs> I sell crystal to you now. You like crystal? I give you, you some. You like crystal? You uh-huh. like crystal? But she's such a weirdo and she's so finicky. Like I said, sometimes you'll, I guess it's probably the localization stuff. You, yeah. you kind of you, you're talking to them, and sometimes it's like, oh, this seems like a nice, friendly witch, and then she'll be like, 
then she turns on you like, oh, maybe you're the demon. Yep. Maybe you're the demon. I don't know. But yeah, it's just basic uh, Zelda clone. You're you're fighting. Uh, you got to defeat seven fiercest demons. And mm-hmm. what like all these stories go as well. It's like something in the land is awry and you must set out on a quest uh, to to right the wrong. Something has made the animals crazy and along the way of course you're going to meet some fairies and these fairies by the way kind of sexy fairies i'm not gonna lie out of all the (laughs) 8-bit fairies i've seen in video games that's fair these are kind of sexy that's fair i love how you wrote this there's a note in here that brian made says in some caves you will find fairies sorceresses and wise women (laughs) i don't know why that's great wise women well that's what they call it they call them wise women yeah i love that weird that's great yeah um and you got potions and you got all the stuff you expect it's a an attempt to do the Zelda thing that sort of kind of worked. Again, they didn't push it very hard. No one hardly heard of this game. Not uh, here in the U.S. anyway. No. Japan was where yeah. it was at. Now let's talk about one that I actually quite like. Uh, this is one that I think I could play more of. It is also on the Master System. Here's what this sounds like. This one's going to jump out at you because it's going to have a familiar name to it, or at least partially. Golden Axe Warrior from 1991. And everybody I talk to says, oh, yeah, I played Golden Axe Warrior. And I'm like, no, I think you played Golden Axe. As a warrior. Yeah, Golden Axe. That's what I said. It's that that's, that's, that side-scrolling uh, beat-em-up, right? It's like, no, no, no. Warrior. Yeah, colon warrior, not you played that game as the warrior because that's right. different. Uh, this is a game where it is based in that world. It is part of that, you know, whatever the Golden Axe world is. But yeah. it's well, a top-down. Yeah, the, the Golden Axe world is essentially uh, you against the giant Death Adder who is trying to take over the land. And yeah. that's pretty much it. You, you got some warriors, and you're going to go out and fight, and you're going to collect crystals, and you're going to defeat the, the Death Adder, right? That's, yeah, that's kind very, of the, very the light puzzle-solving Um a, a few other yeah. things. I think this is actually this game's a, a little stronger argument for they almost pulled it off. They could have done something with this. I think it's a little confusing that they called it what they called it. Golden Axe Warrior is just a weird branding because everybody knew Golden Axe is the arcade side scroller beat em up. Everyone, yeah. And so, the fact that you put Warrior in there did not d- did not you know help define what it was. If they had put Golden Axe RPG or you know Golden Axe adventure or something legend of golden axe you yeah. know what i mean yeah they could have done it like that yeah would have been smarter or even altogether just uh the legend of larry and his dirty peen or whatever just a different name <laughs> you know what i mean well, i think you want to i think you want to make use of the the golden axe uh n- name because that was much beloved here it is on our master system now mm-hmm. uh and i like it I, I like the fact we're doing right now is they're they're showing you can you can save at different spots just like in in, in zelda he even got those go downstairs in the in the floor that looks almost exactly like the whole sprite you would see in zelda mm-hmm. all the all the dungeons are laid out you know you walk into it you go into a dungeon you go in different rooms doors shut behind you monsters start uh, floating about, flying about, it is it's fantastic. And you know what I really like about it? The monsters are look like Pokemon monsters. Kind of, yeah. They, they, yeah. It's got this really good looking art style. The the warriors are chibi warriors, and they're little small and kind of cutesy. You're playing only one warrior, by the way. You run into uh, other golden 
uh, axe character warriors uh, a longer journey. Yeah, and once again, um, I think a more colorful treatment than Nintendo was giving to its own its own Zelda yeah, series. Yeah, once again, the Master System is excelling here. Uh, not as many people had the Master System in the U.S., I found out. A lot more people... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, usually when I talk to my European counterparts, I hear more people having the Master System than in the U.S. I, I just didn't have a lot of friends who had... I got Master one later. Um, when it was hot, though, I would go to Toys R Us right. and play one and wish I had it. Um, yeah. Because I, I liked the rebellious sega thing like i know it's a little overwrought in the 90s with the whole sega yelling at you and acting like you're the only edgy system to buy but i bought into that when i was younger and i i always really wanted all of that stuff even if nintendo was the big you know the big winner in the room i was still like yeah "Yeah, but these guys are cool man they're like rock and roll over here they're rock and roll brother they're but they but their their RPG, even their RPG, is kind of rock and rollish. I mean, yeah. uh, you got you, you got horns you collect to spend. Mm-hmm. That's on brand for the Golden Axe Warrior. It's a little bit more action oriented. What you know, already Zelda is kind of more of an action RPG than you would see in, in other deeper RPGs. Uh, but I I really man, I've 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 only put two games on my list that I've got to complete this year. And it was uh, Aliens 3 for the SNES last week. I've got to complete that. And now I want to finish Golden Axe Warrior. You might be surprised that I didn't pick another game on our list, which I think is an amazing game, probably a better game. But for some for some reason, I like the world building yeah. that extends <clears throat> on my Golden Axe love of defeating the death adder yeah there's something it, about it, it there it has some it, it has a charm it. to it maybe they i don't know i don't know how to explain it i i agree with you this is one i felt right. like i wanted to give more time to there's one later i also do but uh of all of we all the ones we talk about today this this is like in my top two yeah this is like yeah there's there's two today that i will probably revisit there's two that i probably if I revisit, it'll be for something else. It won't be for just sheer joy of it. No. Uh, but you got you got nine crystals, and you got to visit different labyrinths to get these crystals. And, you know, so it stays right on on storylines with the you know the golden axe stuff. So if you like golden axe, if you can get past the different game style, you'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. Now, people were some people were mad back in the day. Like I was reading some game reviews. Some people were like. Eh, why they do this to my golden axe? I love golden axe. This is a different direction, and you know. But then other people were like, "Yeah, this is good. It's just a good, solid, no apologies Zelda clone." Yeah, right? plus we do that stuff now all the time. Games get weird spinoffs, yeah. and it's like, "Hey, <clears throat> you like uh, Final Fantasy? How about this weird, chibi, big head, uh, cartoony looking one? We're gonna do that again." And you know, yeah, like. That's fine. Back then, we were all a little too precious about stuff like this. Who cares? Oh, so much. They over still are now, but not not as bad. Yeah, over two hundred unique screens on the uh, on the overworld. Man, that's it, this is a massive game, and there's actually a part that gets even more massive. This game, it it I think one of the things they said is like, oh, also it needs to be massive because uh, I think one of the most uh, one of the most uh, most memorable hooks. Is is listed on hardcoregaming101.net. Well, no, I'm sorry, that was something else. I I, I was about to call that for something else, mm. or did I do that wrong? Okay, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I don't know what you did, but this is a good. Game. I think that was I think that was a different. We're going to talk about that. No, it says Golden Axe Warrior, but yet it says Beyond Oasis in the in the link. Maybe I maybe I did the wrong thing. Well, people like that one too. 
Uh, yeah, you I like know, that one too. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's this. Good news, Brian. We're in the Genesis era. Get all 16-bit up in here. Thank God. Yeah. We're out of the 8-bit era. Yep, we're out of there. Uh, now we got some pretty good graphical treatment uh, for a little game called Beyond Oasis. It's basically the story of Thor, but... I don't know, Sega's version of that, I guess. Uh, March 15th, 1995 is when this hit. I remember it coming out and to not a whole lot of noise. Like, again, I don't think they marketed it very well. This is made by the Streets of Rage developer Ancient. And uh, that's important to note because if you're looking for uh, good fighting prowess in a video game, those guys know how to make those. Yes, they Uh, do. They're quite good. Uh, anyway, this game is really interesting. This uh, you're this prince. You look a little like the prince of Persia, if you notice yeah, that. Yeah, you really, you really do. And you're you're Prince Ali, yeah. of Abwa. <laughs> yeah. Right. I couldn't yeah. do it. I could not. I couldn't complete the sentence where they said you're Prince Ali. Yeah, it's impossible. Um, yeah. But anyway, and this is after that movie too, so it's a dangerous thing to mess around with. But whatever. It really is. This anyway, is you got a knife. Uh, you can use it all the time during the course of the game, though. You get other weapons like bows, swords, bombs. Uh, all these things have limited use as well, and they break. So, hey, Breath of the Wild Son lovers. Son of a butthole. You got a break sword? Come on. And we're talking bullshit break, too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like only like 10 durability where I, I swung and I hit like maybe, I don't know if it's one to one, but it sure felt like I felt like I only hit like 10, 10 creatures with it and it broke. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, playing this again made me wonder if Breath of the Wild didn't, like, those developers didn't go, hey, what if we did, like, that bad idea in the old game? What if we did that? And they did it. Uh, This is a good good game. This is... It's a very good game. This is a really good game. But I, for some reason, this time around, I've played it before, but for some reason, it just felt tedious for me. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's got great sprites. Oh, my God, the sprites are just... Fantastic. Especially those little those little pancake blob things. Freaking love those. Yes, little pancake blob things. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are like, different purple colors and they can I love dungeons and dragons, and anytime I get a chance to fight with a blob, sign me up. Yep. I like uh, gelatinous cubes and all that stuff. Bring yep. it bring it on. Yep. I like it. It had a little bit um, of a Diablo vibe in the in the loot system. You would find upgrades for what you were carrying all the time and swap mm-hmm. them out. You mentioned the breaking. Which, you know, there's durability loss in Diablo, but not the speed at which this game breaks weapons, which is really annoying. Bunch of puzzle stuff. We're watching them right now, trying to do a puzzle with bombs. You got different kinds of weapons like that, throwables and whatnot. There's a little air squirter thing that just went up his butt. That's fun. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, you got to watch out for the air. I think uh, I just don't care for the 40 Thieves vibe of the world. I think I would that rather. That was my had, problem too. It made you know. no sense because it's called Beyond Oasis. Or if you're uh, if you're in, in somewhere else in the world, you probably called it heard it Story of Thor, mm-hmm. which makes even less sense. And it's got this, uh, it's got this, you know, Aladdin Popeye vibe. <laughs> if you ever watch those old Popeye <laughs> cartoons with with Sinbad, or you know, or uh, it's just it's it's just got this weird vibe to it. It's just, yeah. it doesn't fit in with what i wanted yeah i want more of a fantasy vibe they didn't really put it here there's lots of cool yeah. little digital cheese that you eat though and i like digital yeah. cheese <laughs> i could never tell as digital cheese for first for uh, there's a bunch of pickups for this kind of stuff health food typically 
and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell what the cheese was because it kind of looks like a chocolate chip cookie somebody's taking a bite out of. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it kind of looks like gold with holes in it. Yeah. No, I think it may be cheese. <laughs> When they when they have like these beautiful sprites for everything else, I'm like, you couldn't figure out how to make some, you know, uh, cheese or something. Yeah, I like the idea that cheese is the main thing that gets you through your busy uh, fantasy right. life. You know, yeah. It's like, oh boy, how am I gonna how am I gonna make it through all these all these things hitting me? I know. All it. Ollie's well, going to be seriously constipated. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the stink of fish in this world. So uh, this thing worst. has a thing where the there's. Um, yeah, just like, you know, just everything environmental is trying to kill you. So uh, if you get in the water, which I got in the water early on and couldn't freaking get out, um, it was the clues weren't good enough. Anyway, the fish will attack you just anywhere you go. <coughs> Stuff constantly attacking you. Yep. You're constantly swinging. And uh, like I said, it's a good game. And it's got this most amazing look. It's got great sprites. It's fast. I actually, I like how they... At first, I didn't like it. I didn't like how the uh, the 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 health meter and the the spell meter was on one side, and if you got too close to the edge, it would pop to the other side. Yep, which was kind of good because it allowed your character to go all the way to the edge. All these roll mat, these uh, mole rat things that are being cooked oh, right now the on worst. screen are they're the everywhere. Worst. Yep. But yeah, I didn't like it at first, but then I was like, I guess it's a good logical solution to what you're doing. I also don't like the fact you have to pick up everything so like if if you go to a pickup it just doesn't like pick it up you have to go over and you have to press a button and go i'm i'm intentionally picking this up and, and like, you have limited what? inventory too right you can't you can't just yeah limited inventory everything. there's and there's the you know and there's so many drops i mean this is a drop game man you're like constantly coming across drops yeah. i'd make those inventory decisions i think it's really good i just think that there's some truth to the tdm you know there's just yeah. a little bit of tdm going on there's, there's a lot of systems and they aren't all fun Right. Um, there, I, I think back in the day they were probably more fun, but I think today yeah. uh, my modern standards have changed for what and, I expect from a game like this. So yeah, and you're a prince of the of the uh, of the land, of course. So you got to save everybody. And right now on screen, right now, you, you guys have. If you're in chat room, you probably know of it. If, if, if listening, he's he's he's. But this guy's made it far enough to have himself a fire genie to kind of uh, companion. Uh, yeah. along with him fights is, with him and has certain abilities yeah. like he can set fire to stuff oh those fish can just eat eat a turd oh i hate those fish yeah screw the fish they them. look great the way they're animated i'll give them that yeah but woo. really hard to hit though man because they, it since it's you know it's just, it's a 2d but they're kind of coming at you 3d and it's just difficult to 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 line that up oh i also love the run thing too like um that that's the, the run button. is really good. He's really fast. Yeah, I have a sprint button, which un, again unusual for the time. Yeah, you can see that in a lot of games. <clears throat> so it's an interesting one, definitely worth checking out. Again, they did a piss poor job of of uh, marketing this game, <laughs> and nobody knew about it. You just didn't know about yeah. it. You guys, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. They're sending me some meals. Let's try them together. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Retro22 and use the code Retro22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. Everything a happy retro gamer needs in his diet. So you've got all these New Year's goals, right? HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered straight to your door. They're fast and fresh recipes, too. 
HelloFresh's latest line of meals, well, they feature robust flavors and filling proportions, which I always need. <laughs> They're ready in less than 15 minutes as well, so enjoy that taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel. Mm, how about a falafel power bowl? A seared steak and potatoes and burmaise sauce. Oh, how about the Southwest West pork and bean burritos? Mm, mm, mm. Well, with HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be as stress-free and delicious. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie smart, carb smart recipes, or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding protein to a veggie dish. It's all right there at the handy uh, for you there. At the handy. Yeah, you heard me. Skip the snowy schlep of the grocery store. Oh, man, that's really true where I live. And stock up on snacks, sides, and more at HelloFresh Market. Simply add these staples and sweets to your already fun weekly order that you're getting, and they'll arrive at your doorstep along with your meals. Simple, easy, breezy. I like all the meals that I've ever gotten from HelloFresh. In particular, I'm a big fan of of the chicken sausage rigatoni. Oh, I want more of that right now. Or maybe even the chicken and mushroom risotto. Mmm. Just thinking about it, making me hungry. I haven't eaten yet, so now's time for a HelloFresh meal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Retro22 and use the code Retro22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. Did you hear that? Retro22 at HelloFresh.com for 22 free meals plus free shipping. And this is relatively I, late in the, in the uh, well, not late, but like mid It is. We're, almost, we're almost to PlayStation 5. This was the game. Remember what I mentioned earlier? PlayStation we had 1, mentioned you mean, the, yeah. yeah, we mentioned the Mega RPG project. This was part of that. Uh, they were looking at some games... Uh, they were mostly fighting this battle in Japan, Sega was, against Nintendo, against the RPG onslaught that they were, you know, that Nintendo was was serving. Uh, but they also were focusing some in the U.S. market, even though RPG is still not that popular. This was 95, uh, and it made it, uh, they, they had a, they, some of the choices that Sega had to make in America was, which is going to be better? We have two games coming at us. We have... Beyond Oasis and Crusader of Sinti. Yeah. And both of those were released in March of 1995, right on the cusp of, hey, we're about to do the, you know, the Saturn and we're about to do, uh, we're about to do the PS1 and all this other stuff is, we're just right around the corner, very end of life for the, for the Sega Genesis. And they decided to go with Beyond Oasis. And as a result, Crusader of Sinti overlooked. Got it. Overlooked at a smaller publisher, published them. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a shame. If if it could have gotten any traction, I think that would have been that would have been an amazing uh, series. That well, was, would have kept let's on going. let's hear a little of that game. Ooh, oh, very very creepy. All right, so Crusader of Senti, I think, is the most Zelda-like of all of these. In a good way. Um, I don't mean it's a complete ripoff. I just mean the spirit of it. The kind of, um, you know, here's... This one felt less like a Zelda clone and more like an homage, like we would see in their indie games now. Yeah. Of that, because it is like, you know, it's 1995. So we've had plenty of time to, you know, figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Lots of puzzles, 
lots of great overworld combat. Uh, it looks really nice. I think mm. um, it is. This is my favorite of the bunch, and uh, yeah, I think far. this this and uh, Golden Axe Warriors are the two are, are two of my favorites. But there's things that you recognize immediately, like that sword chops down <laughs> weeds, and the weeds have stuff in it, money and, and yeah, items and whatever. Yeah. Um, you are, it's a, it's a kid, you know, you're a kid. The story is very kid friendly. If anything, it's a lot easier than the, than the Zelda games of the time. Yep. And, uh, that was a complaint for some people, but I actually think this game is charming as hell and it is a crime that it was treated the way it was uh, from a marketing it's, perspective. Is progression easy but it's not easy, easy. I mean, you still is is still challenging to play. Yeah, it's just not as challenging as something like uh, Legend of Zelda yeah. puzzles are. Maybe not quite difficult. as deep or whatever. I don't know. You also yeah. can throw your sword like a boomerang, which I think is really neat. I love that. Yeah, and yeah. so instead of so you learned that. So instead of having like an XP skill base uh, upgrade system, instead uh, you unlock things, kind of like Legend of Zelda. So yeah, you Zelda you'll, does that, sure. Yeah, you'll you'll unlock this ability to uh, to throw your sword, unlike in uh, Legend of Zelda, where you I think you blast is like an energy blast or something. You get that with a spin, right? And then you get later, you usually get a um, well, depends on the Zelda game, but you get a you get an actual uh, boomerang. And this game was like, you know, what if the sword was both things? (laughs) Yeah, what if it just did all the things? Let's just do the things. Yeah, this game is the one that held me the longest too, in terms of me playing it uh, preparing for the show i just i kind of got lost in it and that's a good sign i think i'm gonna keep going um oh yeah i don't know if i'll beat the game or anything but i am gonna definitely play it more that the name sucks can i put that out there the name is terrible what does senti (laughs) mean senti is stupid that's a terrible name it's a play right i i kept i kept wanting to call it legend of senti all week i just (laughs) i just could not lock in (laughs) on crusader for some reason i'm like uh but it's it's uh it, the the original japanese name of the game by the way this game was picked up like uh developed by next tech but i think next tech actually only continued the development because i think another company that they purchased was actually their creators of crusader so crusaders of Sinti really deserves its own episode we could really dive in deep there is a bunch out there including the fact that is one of the rarest and hardest games to get if you want a real physical uh sega genesis game because it was uh published in limited quantities by atlas software who specialized in uh they were they were a developer in japan but they also distributed in the u.s and because they also altus right not atlas altus oh I think it's Atlas. Is no, it, I thought uh, it was Altus? Altus. Is that, am I, did I spell it wrong or no, something? I, I thought it was Atlas. I always thought it was Alt- Atlas, and then I thought someone said, no, it's Altus, and now I don't know. Now I don't know what to Maybe say. So. Maybe I'll so. look it up. The, the point is, they, they did a lot of localizations for different games, and so they also published. And so it's kind of like, eh, we do a bunch of things. We'll take care of this. And, you know, they only put so much out there. But the, the Senti part is from the Japanese uh, title. I can't remember what the title was. It was it was something like weird. Okay, there might be two. Rag, Rag, Ragna Senti. That's what it was like. Shin oh. Sosiki so, so, so Ragna Senti. <laughs> Ragna Senti. Ragna Senti. Um, so I, I was kind of right and wrong at the same time. Altus is a 
Japanese publisher developer, and Atlas okay. is also a Japanese publisher oh, and developer. Okay, but there you two go. Different so companies. we have both. Well, this one was Atlas. I yeah, yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's a bummer. This bummer, this game had legs, man. It's fun. If you did, you get to the point. Did yeah. you get far enough in? I'm still playing. I got just a little bit into it. Um, I did not get into the storyline, the story beats, and the upgrade path of getting animal companions. I think that's when the story when the game really starts getting interesting because up until then, you know, you're just unlocking the basic stuff like getting your sword, uh, getting a better sword, getting the ability to jump Mm -hmm. so you can unlock certain areas of the map. But then you start losing your ability to talk to the inhabitants, to talk to the other humans uh, in town and you start communicating through the animals. Yep. Uh, So I I didn't make it that far. I'm not that far with the communication part, but I do have a companion where I'm at. Um, okay, good. Not two like this one. I don't know when, when I get two. There, no, you could you can do up. It's really interesting too. You can have up to two companion animals, uh, and based on how you combine them, it will power up uh, your weapons in different forms. You'll have different attacks that you can do. So gotcha. it gets it gets a, the game mechanics get a little bit cooler later in the game. But once again, I won't argue the fact that it is a little bit too easy at times. And as a result, I don't know if I would have the patience to go all the way through. Unlike Golden Axe Warrior, which I feel like the payoff for killing Black Adder would be what I would want. I, yeah. I feel like there's a payoff there. Yeah, no, the, 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 it's more risk-reward in that game, for sure. This one yeah. just felt like they were softballing it a little bit, especially, yeah. I don't know, in the wake of, uh, what's the Lincoln, not Lincoln Time, what's Wind it Baker? No, the, the the SNES game. Link to the, link to the past. Link to the past. Oh. Geez, um, in the face of that, like this had no choice. This had no hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to remember that. That's the era we're talking about. And Link to the Past is a. It's still a masterpiece. It's one of the greatest video yeah. games ever made. Yeah. Well, how do you compete with that, man? What do you even do? Yeah. This like, is a great game to emulate. I wouldn't want to purchase it. Uh, or if you had the Sega Genesis Mini too. Yeah. Or what's on there? Or. If you have this cartridge and you're like, man, this is just taking up space, send it to Scott's P.O. Box. <laughs> That's all you got to do. You guys, all you got to <laughs> do, man. That's all you got to do. A couple of things worth mentioning. Uh, Wonder Boy in Monsterland was the Wonder Boy, Boy series trying to do the Zelda 2 thing on the yeah. uh, the Master System. Master System, right? Yeah. Right, right, That's, right. I tried a little of that. That is not a good game. I'd recommend it it's, not playing it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. I mean, there's other games on the Master System you can spend your time. But yeah, just fighting monsters screen to screen. This is exactly like what it sounds like. You're yeah. a Wonder Boy, and you're just going... Uh, side, you're just you're just side scrolling your way to attacking uh, the monsters. It's okay. You know what else is cool about the... Um, uh, master system it doesn't have as all that that glitchy tearing that the nes had that, bl- yes. that blinking and tearing and stuff i hate yeah, that yeah the, this master system was actually a really powerful system during this day it was it was it was doing some things yeah i liked it, it had some overhead for game developers to you know kind of stretch a little bit yeah another one is axe battler a legend of golden axe Yes. Now, see, <laughs> axe battler. That's even further along. At least, at least you, if you heard that, you're like, oh, this is going to be something a little different than the normal, uh, yeah. you know, golden axe, right? Yep. And this one showed up on the Game Gear. So if you were walking around with that big fatty and your nine, your nine AAA batteries, you're or sitting the on the there. toilet with uh, with a plug-in running to the uh, to the to the bedroom. Uh, maybe you played this as well. I looked it up today. We were, I was helping Nebo with some stuff, and we were trying to figure out how thick a Game Gear was. The the thickness right. measurement is 38 millimeters. 
is crazy. Now that's going to sound like, oh, I only work in inches. That doesn't sound with that big. It's right. It's freaking thick, man. Yeah, that's like what almost like an inch. What is like twenty five? Was he how many centimeters? Or a millimeter? 30, 38, something, something close 38. to that. So that's almost six. That's not quite two inches. That's under two <laughs> it's inches. So fat. Still, it's that so is big. incredibly fat. That is like the that is like your fingertip times one mm-hmm. plus plus uh, maybe a little more than half. So yeah, that's that's thick, man. Yeah. That's very that thick. That thing is that thing is a that thing is a thick slice of ham right there. Now, now you'll go ahead. you may recognize that this game looks kind of like uh, this Axe Battler Legend of Golden Axe uh, Zelda Two clone on the Game Gear. Looks a little bit like a Fantasy Star or something. That's because uh, I believe some of the developers worked on some yeah, of this as well as some guys. of these other. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I believe that's correct. Fantasy Star is such a great series as well. Um, again, yeah. I think undersold by Sega. At the time. Yeah, yeah. It's a much bigger deal now. But now I want to talk about a game that actually kind of blew my mind after watching some video and hearing some scenes and gameplay. I didn't actually play it because I don't have my Saturn stuff set up right now. But the game is called Shining Wisdom from 1995. Mm -hmm. Completely missed this. Didn't even know it existed. Kind of a holdover from the Genesis era, although the sprites and the animation on this thing are clearly better they'd look a yeah. lot better on the saturn yeah um, i mean the saturn is, is designed for you know handling 3d and so it, it was like yeah tell me some sprites i got this this is easy work yep and it's part of the i believe it's part of the shining force series it's in a continuation Correct. of all that right right so right. uh this is i think this looks looks good i can't tell if yeah. it is good because i haven't right. played it but it sure looks good i want to play it kind of I, I want to play it too. It is easy for us to look at it now and go, yeah, I want to play this in context of the many decades of retro that we cover. But if you had just picked up a Sega Saturn and you're looking for a hot title and they show you this, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, this looks like a Genesis title <laughs> on my Sega yeah, Saturn. Yeah, no, you're right. And remember, remember they had that whole, that was the whole problem with the Saturn or a lot of the problems with the Saturn is it was a, it was an incredible upgrade in the 2D space. More yeah. akin to something that would compete with the Neo Geo, but instead Sony's over there going, "No, nah, we're doing 3D. You guys are dumb." Yeah, you um, guys are stupid. And then that was that was a, a mistake, I guess. But in retrospect, I kind of want to see more of the 2D stuff that I missed. Yeah, because I was all yeah. I was on the same bandwagon as everybody else. I'm like, "Oh, 3D, that's the future." Yep. But we missed some really good sprite work, and uh, this looks like one of those to me. I kind of want to play it. Yeah. This is, all, this is on my list of I've got to check out more. I don't know how the gameplay is, so I can't say I want to complete it, but uh, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does look really good. It sounds pretty good, too. The music's super melodramatic and dumb. but Plus, I like he's getting followed by Is that a goose or is that a duck? It's a it's goose. goose. Gooses are always dicks. That's the plan. <laughs> That's what they do, man. Uh, then there's one final one here that deserves a mention. Uh, Linkle Liver Story or Wrinkle River Story. <laughs> I've heard some theories on this. <laughs> okay, give it to me. Okay. 1996s, but tell me more about this game. What What is the deal? Right, so this is a continuation. This is their next tech again, the Crusader Ascenti, uh, and this is considered to be the spiritual successor to that. Uh, the reason why it's called Linkle Liver Story is because of a poor translation because of the Shut Japanese up. language problem <laughs> of, uh, of W's and really? R's. I don't know if that's factual. That's just something I read on a website. I don't <laughs> want it to be true, but maybe there's some kind of truth to it. But Linkle Liver Story was supposed to be translated into Wrinkle River Story, which makes more sense because you do 
You mess with some river stuff and everything in the game. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You mess with some river stuff. Uh, once again, it's got this weird mix of there's some there's some uh, 3D uh, polygon stuff in this game, as well as right. like mostly 2D content. Really cool water effects. Um, again, another example of the Saturn doing what Saturn did best, which is these amazing sprite, scalable sprite work and yeah, and whatever. If they'd have been right about their prediction of what the next generation cared about, I think the Saturn would have had a chance to like be the I, big. I, I think so too. They were. Just, it's too bad they couldn't have like taken a Nintendo and said, "You just went. You know what? We're going to stick with tried and true for just a little bit longer yeah. before we go to the next step and just made Saturn just the, you know." Because I think Nintendo might have gone for that. The N sixty four was obviously was going to be later than the right than the PS one. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird transition. And that what that tells me is Sega was bad at market conditions. They didn't know what they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Sometimes they just they were blind to it. And I don't. There's know. There's a lot of fighting too. Sega is an American company, but there's two. It's, it, it, there's two. Uh, two two big competing. Uh, there's a, there's a big Japanese company uh, and there's a big yeah. American company, not as big as it shrunk, but yeah. So that's just a lot of infighting. It's just oldest, just oldest, oldest time, right? <laughs> yeah, oldest time, man. Just yep. Yep. Well, all the infighting, they're all worth checking out. Um, in particular, I think the two winners here are Golden Axe Warrior and uh, Legend of Senti or not Legend, jeez. Yeah, I see you did it too. Yeah, see, I, I can't get it. it. It's Crusader of Senti. Crusader of Senti. It makes sense. C E N T Y, by the way. There's no S. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think those are, you know, those are fun. And they both run really well on on uh, emulation. Yeah, I already no uh, trouble at all. When you're talking about eight and sixteen bit era emulation, it's, that's usually pretty solid. Just about anywhere. You yeah, we're there play. now. We've gotten it. Yeah, we figured it yeah. out. Everybody. Uh, for good or congratulations, Ill. <laughs> congratulations, you did it. <laughs> All right, now time to play this. Destroy it. <laughs> time to play. Guess my game, where we take an old game, play a little audio, and then we try to stump each other and see if each other can guess what it is. I'm going to play mine first, and here are your hints. It is. Oh, I almost said the name. What an idiot! It is a GBA game, the Game Boy right. Advance. This came out in 2005. I realize that's pushing the limits of what we consider retro, but whatever. It's a pixelated 16-bit game. Uh, and we have talked about this game briefly before. Those are your hints. Okay. Hmm. Here's your audio. See if you can do it. Oh, this has got to be a, that's a, a big Donkey hint. Kong type game, right? It's that's got a monkey in it. That's a big hint. There's a monkey. Guesses yet? <laughs> uh, the legend, the the Crusader of Kong is the. Uh... <laughs> there it is again. All right, I'll I'm, give you I'm a... gonna say I'm actually gonna say this is um, 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 the net, and he's you're trying to catch the monkeys, and it's on the PlayStation. But you said it's Game Boy. Did they have one on the Game Boy? No, they wouldn't because it's a PlayStation title, so it can't be that. What were you thinking of? Oh, uh, my, uh, monkey, um, uh, monkey, monkey, Legend balls. of Monkey, monkey um, Bullshit. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name of that. Monkey Mayhem or uh, Apes? No, Ape Escape. Ape Escape. Ape Escape. Ape Escape. Oh it. God. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. Oh, God. You know what? Monkey Mayhem would be a good name for a game. Though. Monkey Mayhem would be fantastic. Ah. Um, uh, 
I don't know. Game Boy Advance 2005 definitely has a monkey in it. <laughs> I'll give did, you a hint. It's did, based on a major IP, but it is not a mainline game within that IP. It's an offshoot. And I actually hadn't heard of it until we first talked about it. Really? Yeah. But we have talked about, talked about stuff. it. We talked I mean, we it. talked about Diddy Kong Racing and that kind of stuff, so I would assume it's some kind of Diddy Kong something. I don't know. Did, You'd have to tell me. Diddy, Diddy, uh, Diddy Kong dude it again. <laughs> Diddy Kong, Diddy, Diddy, Diddy Kong, Kong dude it. Diddy Kong poo, poo flinger <laughs> for the Game Boy Advance. You blow on the screen. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, no, it is called. I'll just give it to you. It is DK King of Swing. King, King of Swing. King of Swing. I, I should have. I should have known that. Dadgummit. Let me give you some uh, some uh, details here. 2005 puzzle platform game developed by uh, Payon. I don't know who that is. Published by Nintendo for the Game Boy Advance. King of Swing diverges from the gameplay of the other games in the series. Instead, features characters rotating around pegs to progress, similar to an NES yes. game, Clue Clue Land. Uh, basically the R and the, uh, R and L buttons, the shoulder buttons, you, you like swing, grab, swing, grab. You have to like alternate when you touch them. Oh yeah. Actually kind of fun. I like it. It is fun. I hate that mechanic because I'm no good at it, but I do love it. Yeah. I had a good time with it. I played the, this audio you're hearing is me playing it. (laughs) Oh really? Played a ton of it today. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Here's a screenshot chat. Well, you don't see that very well, but. Um, and I just really I do remember this. And we talked about that not long ago, too. You're right. Really dig the sprite work in particular. I yeah, think it's very good. It's uh, very oh, they made a too. sequel, it says, called uh, DK Jungle Jungle Climber. Jungle. That came out in 2007 for the DS. Also got favorable reviews. L- liver, liver, jinkle, jankle, K <laughs> story. Uh, oh, this is funny. See, I hate these reviews in retrospect. IGN gave the game a 7.8 out of 10. At the time, criticizing the cartoon-style graphics as being a step back from the pre-rendered 3D graphics of Donkey Kong Country. See, I disagree. Those look like shit now. You look at them now, those look like shit compared to this. Yeah, and, and the moment is just like, you, you can't see it sometimes. So let that be a lesson to those uh, in the future. Uh, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to kind of still keep your foot. You don't have to, every title doesn't have to like be a showcase for your new hardware, right? No. Sometimes you can just have something that just didn't meet, meet the finish line in the previous generation, but still has legs. You're absolutely you know what right. I mean? Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. But what this does mean is you lost. So nice job yeah. there. Here's your- I did lose. Now I, I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad because I, I tossed you a softball. Let's see if you get mine. Mine's right. pretty easiest. Any uh, uh, setup? Any, what do we got? Yeah. The Nintendo Entertainment System Center system. Yeah. From 1994. <laughs> All right. 94. Okay. That was a big year. That was 28 yeah, years year. ago. Still, still late, too. Yeah, for the NES. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Here we go. Oh. What did I say? 1990? What, what year did I say? 90, you said 94. Oh, that's totally not right. 84? That should be 84. Oh, uh, haven't we done this? This is the Excite Bike. We think. we have not. It is Excite Bike. Like I said, it's Excite. I thought so too. I went back and checked the document that our friend sent us. Uh, and we've never the, done Excite Bike. I'm shocked by that. I did not see it in there. And uh, yeah, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, 84 would have been more accurate, right? Not 94. 
It was definitely 84. I, I, I realized as soon as I as soon as I realized what game I had put in there, I'm like, wait a minute. That was definitely not 90. That's what was throwing me off. Jesus. But if you go back to the beginning, this is this music here. I cut man. the tip of it off because if you heard the very start of that, yeah. there would have been no question. Yeah. You would have had it within the first three notes. <laughs> and I said, well, if I cut off the first, like, you know, three notes or so, we'll see if that does anything. Did they ever attempt to, I know they had Excite Truck on the Wii. Do you remember this? Um, I barely remember that. Excite Truck on the Wii. Hold on. I'm going to look it up, make sure I'm not remembering this wrong. Yeah, there it is. This is, I do remember this right. Uh, there was a game on the Wii called Excite Truck. Made by Nintendo and Monster Games so for the Wii. Oh, yeah, I do so, remember this. Yeah. Uh, tilt-based controls, somewhat malleable yes. uh, environments. Game was on the Wii launch title. Or it was a Wii launch title. I actually had this game. And you yeah. could put an SD card in your in your Wii and play your own music in there. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yep. So this is the yeah. third game in the Excite series. You had Excite Bike on the NES, Excite Bike 64. Surprised the Super Nintendo never had anything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, you could do MP3s on an SD card. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, a sequel, Excite Bots Trick Racing, was released for the this. Wii in North this America in cool. April. I don't remember that. I don't either. Looking at it now, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it was look all at right. It's okay. That was pretty, yeah. For a week. I didn't like the motion controller. That pissed me off. I was about <laughs> to say, I never played it. The kids had it. And I remember watching them play. I go, oh, neat. I wouldn't mind playing this, and I never got to it. So yeah. there you go. I don't know. I feel like um, Nintendo's forcible, like forcing everything to fit within the motion control space, it it rubbed me wrong the entire generation. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really did. Me too. I'm like, I didn't need for it to be like that. No. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I also wish they'd have gotten goofy with it. These are just like serious trucks. Like yeah. in cars and stuff, they had turbo. Uh, yeah, I mean but, th- those the serious trucks in the context of those uh, those tires are on fire. Well, I just mean the Nintendo charm and character just isn't there. Yeah, it's just like right. oh, it's it's you're another right. mash up no, car thing. There's no Donkey Kong leaning out the window going. Yeah, exactly. Hands that throwing a peace sign or something or giving you an evil look. Yeah, plus I was playing like 360 and PS3 games at this point. And this just looked like this, shit. This <laughs> makes me think of like, even in those cars and stuff, this reminds me like uh, the SSX series. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like that for some reason. I don't yeah, know why bit. I'm getting that vibe. No, a little bit, sure. It's all like, t- you can do tricks in the air and all that stuff. I think that's yeah. Fine. It's a, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing this thing redone in a proper engine. It just looks like it, the draw distance sucked. It was like blurry. I don't know. Yeah. Not my favorite. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's guess my game, and I triumphed. Brian, you won, and I lost. Oh, oh I don't like Steam. No, it doesn't like Steam. Money blow. Aliens. All right, aliens. Great. <laughs> hey, look at this. Time for emails. Welcome to the treasure room. The treasure room. The treasure room. Playretroshow at gmail.com is the email address. Charles wrote in and says, because of you, I have been playing around with a retro pie setup. <clears throat> I even got a Nest Pie case for it. Do you know what that is? Yes. Yes, uh, NES. Uh, just a little. Let's look like a little uh, NES. Oh, a little NES box. Machine. Okay, yeah. okay. I was thinking yeah, yeah, of something yeah. else. I love it. Playing all sorts of great stuff. I'm having an issue getting some ROMs to work. Is there a source you can point me to to get actual ROMs that work? I know you yes. can't, but maybe you can just nudge me in the right direction. My RetroPie is using a Raspberry Pi three. Uh, are there any settings you can recommend so I can get the best out of it? Love the show though, Charles. Uh, Raspberry Pi three perfectly suitable for this. Uh, yeah, no problem. As far as I know, ROMs, 
ROMs. If I were, if I was someone looking for ROMs, especially from this, some of the stuff we've been talking about, I might would look up a Google search term like uh, ROM sets and then pick the system you're looking for. And the reason why is because when you get a ROM set, all the files in there, and it's according to what kind of ROM set you get to it, by the way, um, they should be compatible. So when you get, when you download just individual ROMs, sometimes you will get only part of what you actually need. Mm. Whereas if you download ROM sets, they may have made the set so that certain files are in certain areas and you can access those files from others. So it's all about the structure of it. So if you're having trouble with certain ROMs, getting your ROM set will certainly probably help organize what you're doing and also make sure you get all the BIOS files you need. That's also a common thing that people don't do uh, when they're setting their retro pies up. Yeah. Also, um, archive.org has a ton of stuff. Yeah. If if you search uh, ROM sets archive, you'll probably get directed to the ROM sets you're looking for on archive.org. Yeah. A lot of these come too on like, um, let's see, SanDisk 128 gig. Yeah. If uh, you order something like me and Scott did, we ordered the Anbernick and you will, whether you want it or not, <laughs> yeah. they will send you a bunch of ROM sets already on the memory card. I tried to order it without the uh, memory card. Yeah. It wouldn't let me. Right. Right. I couldn't right. find, I couldn't find it in stock without the, without the, uh, without the SD cards. So, uh, and also a little side note, if you played back in the day, you played the NES, uh, or no, I don't know if this is a Nintendo version or not. But if you're like, man, all I really want is that Aladdin and Lion King games that were on the 16-bit yes. machines. They have Switch versions of that stuff available for 30 bucks for both in a single pack. Uh, so there's lots of ways of getting this stuff that don't have anything to do with your RetroPie. But yeah. uh, you know, there's lots of there's all sorts of uh, lists and things. And Brian just gave you some good suggestions, so go check those out. Hey, we yeah. got also a text here from uh, somebody. Let's see, do we have a name? No. This came without a name, 801-471-0462. You can also leave us voicemails there if you're not nervous and just want to talk, you know, it's fine. <laughs> we, we love hearing your voice. Yeah, that, it's great. that way Scott doesn't have to butcher. Yeah, not to butcher the read, whatever the read is. I don't have to screw yeah, it up. Yeah. Like this one, play retro show topic uh, idea, he says, best multiplayer co-op games. Uh, while Gauntlet is still fresh in your minds, what about a six-player yes. X-Men or the Avengers or Spider-Man or TMNT or TMNT rather or The Simpsons or any of the two-player shooters? Rampage, Smash TV, and other ones I can't think of. I know you have touched on some of these, but as a whole co-op comparison, might be a good discussion. I agree. Yeah, yeah, especially those Rampage and Smash TV. I've been trying to figure out a way to get that Smash TV. Of course, we have talked about the six-player X-Men. Spider-Man, I know, I'm sorry, the the six-player X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the Simpsons were all one episode, but like you said, uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of those are some exciting things. Smash TV. I What's the one where that. you had the two sword-fighting dudes, and it was it was vector art? Uh, oh, you're talking about, um, oh my God. It was top-down. Yeah. and But it was vector, and it was called yeah. something awesome. Vector fighters. <laughs> no. Shoot. Let's see. It is such a cool game. It, 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 but it, it was the kind of art style you get out of Tempest or, you know, yeah. Uh, Asteroids or something. May have been even been Sony. 
or not Sony. Do you guys remember? I, I used to, I, there was an arcade game that I remember that and maybe this is something you're talking about too. I remember there was an arcade game that used like mirrors and projected like uh, a 3D That's the game. Image. That's it. Is that the same one yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, and they about? show that they sh- look like bricks and like part of the castle. Castle? Castle something. It's just, Now it's coming castle. to me. Castle. Not crystal castles. Castle. Oh, oh frick. Someone know this? Who knows this? Yes, it had mirrors and art in there. And they would put that in the background of it all so it looked like you were floating over it. Uh, Okay, Vector. Fattest arcade consoles. What is this? Is that the fattiest arcade games? I would like that idea. All right, here we go. Sword Fight Vector Images. Nope, Sword Fighting Vector Images. Where are we looking here? I don't want this. Was it called Time Traveler? Was that it? No. I don't think that's right. No. Laserdisc interactive movie arcade game was designed by Dragon Slayer. Rick Dyer. Ooh, Star Castle, is it? Maybe Star Castle? No, and McCoy? That, that's, no. that's the one that's not like a black hole. Oh, shit. This is going to bug me the rest of the day. Yes. Hold on. Let me, let me look at this. Yeah, Star Castle is not what I'm thinking of, but it's a similar style of vector art. Crystal, not Crystal Castles, not Nidhogg. <laughs> I love Nidhog. I love Nidhog. Nidhog's awesome, but that that's much more new. Um, love it. Well, shit potatoes. I can't find it. Ah, shit taters. We'll figure it out before yeah, next week. Someone at home knows what I'm saying, and they'll write in. Uh, but thank you for the uh, idea. We like that multiplayer. Best multiplayer: two player, four player, six player. We could have all kinds of fun with that. Yeah, uh, but there was one called. There was a hologram time traveler game that was a laser disc. That was I also talk about that, but I don't think that's the one. That's you're talking not it. About. No, definitely not laser disc. It was pretty basic and early in that era. It's like yeah, like like asteroids era, and maybe it was Atari. I just don't remember. Anyway, until then, uh, we'll do this other thing. We have this other idea: arcade top-down racers, super off-road, Badlands, bump and jump, world rally. Uh, uh, was the one I liked the most. I liked one called Micro Super Machines? Sprint. No, it's not arcade though. No, Super Sprint in the arcade is one of my favorite. Oh yeah, Super Sprint. That was a good one. Love that game so much. Um, we're gonna cover those. I can't wait. I love those games. I do too. Um, so hey, arcade fans, are you excited? We're gonna talk about arcades and not consoles next week. Yay! We're going back to the arcade, baby. That's right. You should be among us and be here for that. That's arcade top down racers of all sorts on the next episode of play retro in the meantime we'd love you to be our supporters over at play retro on patreon that's patreon.com slash play retro in fact and uh the next three people who join our patreon will get in the mail independent of all the other benefits you get from being our patron you're gonna get three pitch let's see i'm gonna give three people this if i can find it here it is just to show the chat you will get kirby in in jeans gene wearing kirby oh why is is Kirby wearing jeans I got to know I just got a wild hair at my butt and drew it that way and now I have these kiss cut not kiss cut what do you call them Uh, Uh, sheet cut I don't know there's a word for this anyway brain brain no worky today Um, but I'm going to send three of these out to three lucky brand new uh, patrons because I'm running out of these I think I got five left I'm going to send three of these to you if you sign up today even at the lowest level Get in there, get that, get no commercials ever, get pre-show content every week, get a bunch of other benefits uh, just by being 
our best friends and supporting the show. That's patreon.com slash play retro. I think it's going to do it for us. Hey, Brian, is there anything you'd like to add to what we've already said before we go? Absolutely. Tune in nightly, uh, usually Monday through Friday, except for one night we do play retro, 6 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway, where I play these retro games. I played a ton last last week. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's real good. So uh, do that and uh, uh, watch us play. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching and listening. Go play something retro. We'll see you next time. Coliseum. Definitely not it. That's it. I'm telling you, it's Holodeal. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Aren't I sweet? ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.